Welcome, welcome, welcome to Tilt. Happy Friday, everybody. But let's call it Finesse Friday. I'm not here to tell you lies, but keep you apprised of the who, the what, and the why only real sports fans supply. I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. It's your boy OG. And as if it's your first time joining us, Tilt stands for Talking Lamest Terms. Had a little dental problem. Keep your teeth clean. Make regular visits. You don't want the big mouth like I had. Let's get it started with Friday's Quick Hits. Okay, I know it's a little old, but uh, I never got a chance to speak on it. We're going to go into the slap heard around the world. Talking about Mr. Jawan Howard slapping the Wisconsin coach. I mean, well, he slapped the wrong coach, actually. Because, like I said, this guy called a timeout with four seconds ago, up by 12. And he decided he needed to give Jawan an explanation. We know what it was. It was Bush League. And if it wasn't that big a deal, why did you try to explain it so hard? That's all I'm trying to say. That's all I'm trying to say. Juwan was trying to just walk away. He wouldn't let him. And the fact that he smacked the other guy, they made the big deal out of it. Like I said, 10 years ago, he probably would have got fired. But, you know, now everything <clears throat> gets due process, for good or bad, for better or worse. I'm glad he didn't get get uh i'm glad he didn't get fired uh i'm glad he, i'm glad he didn't get fired because i mean like i said it could have been a fireable offense i had several argue, arguments with people over this but uh like i said i'm rehashing this because like i said i want a coach that's gonna go to war for my kid now everything's not always politically correct and people gotta start understanding that so i'm i'm, I'm cool with Jawan. He needs maybe he needs to take an anger management course or two, but like I said, it doesn't matter who started it. It's the way it finished, and if you're gonna suspend him for five games, that coach should have got at least two for initiating it. Because I oh, trust me, if he had initiated it, oh, it'd be a, it would have been a whole different story. The the angry black man narrative would have been all over the place. I'm just saying. And to you parents out there, these coaches have a hard enough job without you in their ear. Let me let me give you a little insight. Let me give you a little insight. It doesn't matter how much talent your kid has. Talent is going to overshadow everything. But his talent, if his talent doesn't fit into that coach's system, then it just doesn't fit. It's not the coach's fault. It's not your kid's fault. It just You can't put a square peg into a round hole. It doesn't, it doesn't work like that. So, like I said, either move on, get a new coach, new system, whatever the case may be. But don't think every coach is just out to set your kid or, you know, make him feel a certain type of way. Like I said, talent transcends everything. If he's that good, it's not going to matter the system. So, everybody get off that soapbox. So, unless you coach the team, you don't know what goes into it. You don't know what, you know, like I said, your, your the coach's vision it's not your vision or you be on the coaching staff. So, I mean, give these guys a break. I, you know, I go to games. I heckle guys all the time. I know the game and I know, and I think I know what they should do, but it's not always correct. So, hey, parents, give these, give these guys a break. That's all I'm saying. Second quick hit, Harden in the Simmons trade. Now, I don't know how this is going to hash out. I think the Nets got the better end of the trade. Uh, people would beg to differ. James Harden, they want this thing in Philly to work so bad. 
so they can take the narrative off of what's really going on. They want them to. How is James Harden all of a sudden a darling and switches teams every year, and he gets away with it? Embiid, come on. If you do, you really think Embiid is mature enough to lead a team anywhere? I mean, he's getting there. He's having an MVP type season, but come on, he got to grow up a little bit more. And Harden, he's worse because, like I've been telling people. Go ahead and quit in Philly. See what happens. You won't have to ask to leave town, buddy. They'll run you out on a rail. Oh, and that quitting in the playoffs? Mm-hmm. Let's see how that go. Because if you don't show up in Philly, buddy, you better leave town the next day. That's all I'm saying. Ben Simmons is his little fragile ego and his proper light-skinned ways. <sighs> I think he's going to be a good fit. For uh, the Nets, I just want him to, to be a professional. Just be a professional. They play. They pay you to be a professional basketball player. You lost $19 million for being stubborn. I mean, I understand you didn't want to play the game, and that's fine. But at some point, young man, you're going to have to grow up and take responsibility for your own actions. Now, if you still have visions of grandeur of being that guy that you're on a team with, you got a long way to go. A long way. I wish you the best. But you better have security when you go to Philly. That's all I'm saying. Moving on. Third quick hit. The Lakers descent into non-relevance. I don't want to say I told you so. But I told you so. I told you it's a stat patent mission for LeBron. LeBron knew what what he had. LeBron knew it's the end of the road. They're sitting in the ninth spot right now. And I told everybody, I said, this is not going to work. And they brought Russ there to be the scapegoat. Everything is Russ's fault. I thought if you're the star player, if you win, it's your fault. If you lose, your fault. All of a sudden, LeBron's got a pass. He can, just because he scored 30 points, it's not his fault. Oh, but let Kevin Durant score 30 points and they lose. Oh, he's a terrible leader. He can't do this. He, it's not Braun's fault. Oh, yeah. It's Braun's fault. Because Braun won't get off the ball and get other people involved. Braun throws the ball away just as much as Russell Westbrook. And Braun gives the ball to Russell when he doesn't want to be the reason they lose at the end of games. But, yeah, they're slipping, slipping away. Jenny Buss already wants to trade LeBron. But this is what I want. I'm not wishing for LeBron's downfall. Because like I said, LeBron knows what's going on. He's smart. He knows what's happening. And he knows if they don't make the playoffs, his ass getting up out of there. Trust me. He knows. So I expect better basketball from them. Whether we get it or not, I have no idea. Because they can't beat a team over 500. But, hey, Nothing like watching a train wreck. And this one's coming down the track to crash somewhere. Stay tuned. Okay, last four quick hit. We're going to talk about baseball's bad timing. Okay, baseball's already in the bottom half of sports. Like I said, I grew up a baseball fan. I still love to watch from time to time. I haven't watched a full game probably in a couple of years. It's just devoid of real talent because, like I say, they found a way to push uh, black inner city kids and black kids in, in, in general out. So to me, 
I'm not knocking anybody's athleticism or, or anything like that. But, yeah, you don't have the best athletes playing b- baseball anymore. They're playing soccer or rugby or something like that. Because, uh, like I said, you have to know the ins and outs of the game to actually love it. You just, it's not a casual sport. You just go to, oh, he did this. No. Baseball is a real sport. And these guys, now we're in a uh, labor agreement. Now, baseball makes the money. But like I said, their timing is horrible. Another work stoppage. I mean, you, you haven't got back the people from the last work stoppage. And then you're doing it again. People are going to find something else to tune to tune into. Yeah, I heard there's a cornhole tournament somewhere. They'll be watching that instead of watching baseball. So while you idiots sitting in the boardroom going over uh, millions and millions of dollars that you don't have, the billionaires are going to keep, the owners going to keep most of the money Players know that. So, I mean, get it done. Get back on the field before you do more damage to the sport that's already been done. Like I said, I'm I'm out on baseball right now. If you got Mike Trout as your best player, I mean, and Mike Trout's phenomenal. Five-tool player, surefire Hall of Famer, but he not Barry Bonds on no day. Anyway, like I said, bad time in baseball, bad look. <laughs> What's the PR campaign going to be like? I just want to know. Okay, let's get off of that. Let's jump right into college basketball. March Madness is here, ladies and gentlemen. March Madness is here. And for the first time, well, no, second time, because it was the same for me last year. I'm a, I'm a devout Carolina fan, and I picked them to win every year no matter what. Even though I know they don't have a chance in hell this year, I'm still picking them. Because that's what I do. I believe Carolina Blue, and if you know me, you know that's true. But let's be real about it. The first I only think it's really five teams that have a shot of winning the whole thing. Let's run them down. Arizona, complete team. They can do everything. They can D you up. They got an offense. They can play half court. They can run you. They've got the tools. They have the team that can win it, in my opinion. Two is Baylor. Like I said, not tooting uh, Baylor's horn. Shout out to my daughter Trinity at Baylor. Not tooting Baylor's horn because my daughter goes there. I'm telling you. This team is actually more talented than the team last year that sent two guys to the pros. They have a shot. Uh, They have more than a good shot, depending on which bracket they get in. Number three, Kansas. Those no-name guys. You can say what you want about Bill Self. He's a hell of a coach, and these guys are gelling at the right time. Kansas is going to be a tough out. I'm picking them to go Final Eight, Final Four. They might not win it all, but they have a shot to win it all. They catch lightning in a bottle. They have uh, supreme guards. You need guards in the tournament to win. And they got three of them. So they're going to be a problem. Number four, Purdue. More just like Arizona. They can run. They can play half court. And like I said, the, the tournament setup is perfect for them. They've playing, been playing solid basketball all year. And I think they got a real shot. The fifth team is going to be a shocker to some people unless you've watched them this year. The Arkansas Razorbacks are for real. If you haven't watched them this year, do yourself a favor. Check them out. They'll treat, like I said, college basketball has been horrible to watch this year except for these last couple of weeks. These last couple of weeks have been fire. Uh, Top five, ten teams losing all on the same day. It's crazy. The parity, the, the transfer portal. It's all working in in the NCAA's favor right now because the ratings are, are through the roof because we're actually seeing some good basketball right now. But the Arkansas Razorbacks, yeah, 
check them out. And then I'm going to just put one more team in there because even though one of their best players got hurt, these guys could go on a run. The UCLA Bruins are going to be relevant. I'm, I don't, I think they could win it. If they get to the 16, I think they could win it. If you get them out of there before they get to the Sweet 16 or the Final 8, you got a shot. They got a shot. That's all I'm saying. Now, I'm going to run down the top 25 and why why they're not going to win a national championship. I will usually do the top 10. I'm going to do the 25 today. Just so when you're making out your brackets, you can run this back and say, hey, he told me, but I didn't want to listen. So I'm telling you right now, let's go. Let's go first with Gonzaga. Gonzaga, weak schedule. They don't play anybody. And once they start playing with the big boys and get punched in the mouth, they're out of there. Even with the, with the with the freshman Chet, who's probably going to be a lottery pick in a draft if he goes next year, they're not winning it. Like I said, Arizona in there. Baylor in there. Duke, no. Duke's setting at number four. Duke's got talent. They don't have a lead guard. And Banchero picks and chooses when he wants to show up. Although he's been playing great lately, he's a poor man's Kyle Kuzma to me. And they're not going anywhere. Sweet 16 team, probably win it all. No. Number five, Auburn. Auburn has everything to win it. They got a former Carolina player, so that gives them a chance. Uh, Mr. Kessler in there, but they don't have the chemistry. They don't have the chemistry. They don't have the chemistry late. Late in games. The last couple of games they lost, they were horrible at crunch time. Not going to win it. Number six, Kansas. Yes, like I said, they can win it. Number seven, Kentucky. No. Jailed a little too late. Still, still a little too rough around the ends. I mean, they're big. They're lanky. They can guard. But like I said, anybody... When they play a team with a real point guard, it's going to be over for them. Number eight, Purdue, yes. Number nine, Providence. Providence is going to be a problem. Depending on which bracket they get into, you don't want them in your bracket. I'm going to just say that. If you haven't watched them play this year, you don't want them in your bracket. They are a real problem. They're like old school Big East Providence. So, yeah. But they're not going to win it. Number 10, Wisconsin. They're on my bubble outside. They was like six or seven to win it. But still, no, they're not going to have enough firepower down the stretch with some of these, uh, these these other teams. Number 11, Villanova's not winning it. I don't know what who paid who, but they've been in the top 25 all year, getting beat by teams with no names. I don't understand it. Number 12, Texas Tech. Texas Tech is going to be a tough out, but they're not winning it. Number 13, Tennessee. Hey, they got a lot of transfers. They're kind of gelling. I think they're going to make a run at the 16, but that's about it. Number 14, you got Houston, who I would have put in that mix of being able to win it all if Sasser hadn't went down with that injury. Um, they're better than average, but they're not winning it. 15, Arkansas, like I said, watch for them. USC finally came down to earth. They don't got enough, enough players to win it all. 17, UCLA, like I said, don't sleep on the Bruins. 18, UConn, another tough out. They're going to be real tough. Those guys are really playing uh, good basketball right now. It's like the old Big East. You come in and get beat up, but they're not going to win it. Number 19, St. Mary's. Same conference as Gonzaga. I don't even know why they're in the top 25. Number 20, Illinois. Good Big Ten basketball, but they don't have the stars to get it done. Number 21, Texas. Great coaching job by Chris Beard. 
But like I said, he's not going to save them this year. Sweet 16 run, maybe, but they're not winning it. 22 Murray State. I don't know how they snuck in there. Watched a couple of their games this year. Pretty good. Not top 25. Not top 25 worthy at this point, but they're in there. 23 Ohio State has really been coming on as of late. Solid team. Not the guard play you would want, but they have the bigs to, to get it done down low if it turns into a half-court game. But they're not going to win it. And Iowa, no juice. They're not winning it. And number 25. Now, if Alabama – now, this, this is another one of those teams to beat a couple of – they beat, like, three ranked teams in, like, two weekends. They catch lightning in the bottle and go on a run. They could do a little something. I'm thinking a little <laughs> – I wouldn't be surprised if they made it to the final eight. But like I said, we got to see these brackets come out. And and like, once again, they're not a team you want to see in your bracket. They play like the old running Rebels without LJ. Yeah, they're that good. So, check. listen to what I'm saying. Get your brackets ready. Get your brackets ready. It's March Madness. Okay, that's enough for college basketball. Let's go straight to the NBA and the big boys. Let's talk about the MVP race. Uh, everybody has their own personal pick, but right now, if we're being real, if we're being uh, real about it, let's go. Number one, Ja Morant. I'm going to say it one more time. Ja Morant. Nothing else needs to be said. We're not talking about the sports center highlights or none of that. Just watch this young man. They want to compare him to AI. No, he's not AI. But what Ja is phenomenal, right? He's he's in the catbird seat right now. He's in the catbird seat, and there's nobody close. But I mean, he could fall off in the next couple of weeks. But right now, number one is John ja Morant. Number two, Demar Derozan. Let's just call it return of the Mac. You know, he got a bad deal in Toronto, so he learned how to be a real number one. So now he knows. He's getting the job done. DeMar's in the number two slot. Number three, I'm going to go with Embiid, who for some reason, the mainstream media wants him to win the award. And I'm not saying he hasn't been putting in work to get the award, but he's not that guy yet. Not yet. He's close, but and he may have had a couple of stretches in the season where, yeah, he was the number one guy, but no. Right now, he is not. Embiid at three. Number four, we're going to go with Giannis, the Greek freak who... Right now, he's just coasting. Lord, Lord have it if he just decided, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and be the MVP and just destroy people every night. But he hasn't turned it up yet, but he will. But he's in the fourth spot right now. Number five, Joker. Everybody's in love with Joker. I'm not. He's not the best player. He puts up the same. This is my thing. They go crazy every time Joker puts up triple-double. Russell Westbrook put up triple-doubles. He averaged a triple-double for three years. Why does he get more pub than Russ? Why does he get more pub than Russ? That's all I'm saying. I like Joker, but I'm not over-impressed by anything he does. And I'm not hating. I'm just saying. He's my number five, though. Okay, so we're going to pick six, the outliers. LeBron's having a great season. Albeit on a losing team, which they like to critique people for. Oh, he can't win because he's on a losing team. So, LeBron, great numbers, but you're not getting the MVP. Now, we're going to go who the man to the man who was the MVP until he got hurt. 
Kevin Durant. Kevin's back for these last couple of weeks, so we're going to see how it goes. But he's been the MVP. Steph fell off. He stepped in, and he didn't lose it. He just got hurt. But, of course, it only took him one week to remove him off the MVP list. But guess what? He's back. Anyway, now, for you NBA fans, uh, we're going to go ahead and preview uh, the top eight in each uh, side, each division, so we can uh, we can get a better picture of the playoff uh, the playoff race. We're gonna start in the East first with the Miami Heat. The Heat and the injuries, if they could ever, they are occupying the number one spot right now. But if they can get that injury bug off of them, tough, tough, tough out. especially if Victor Oladipo comes back, they're gonna be a problem. I still don't think they're gonna win the East. Number two slot, you got the Chicago Bulls. Once again, injuries. Caruso's out of there. Zach Levine's out of there. DeMar's holding it together with tape. Uh, Kobe White stepped up. Lonzo Ball needs to step it up. Lonzo needs to average 20. I've been saying it all year. He's too damn passive. Zach Levine is too damn inconsistent. They might make a little noise by getting out of the first round. But unless those two guys come to play every, I mean every night, not skipping the game. The Bulls going to be out of there. Number three, you got the 76ers and uh, Harden and Embiid. Like I said, they're the NBA's new darling. Everybody's kiss, kiss to these guys. We're about to see. We're about to see. Like I said, James Harden don't, James Harden don't want no ring. He wants the notoriety and fame and the money. He doesn't want a ring. Embiid thinks he wants a ring. Fooled. We're going to see. Is it fool's goal? Is Doc going to lose another 3-1 lead? We're going to see. At the fourth spot, the Bucks, who are just coasting. The Bucks are probably the deepest team in the, in the Eastern Conference. they just chilling right now. Like I said, they haven't even tried to turn it up yet. Like I said, they, man, they're going to be a problem. I, I, I predict them to be in the Eastern Conference Finals. But we'll see how the brackets add up. Number five, the Cavs. Great story this year. Basically, the Cavs are the Nets bench that they traded away for James Harden. Just think if they had kept that bench, they'd still be in the number one spot. That's all I'm saying. They're young, athletic. Karis LeVert is a bona fide star. He's going to be a star. He just hasn't got it together yet. If he had to stay with the Nets, he would be the third option right now. But, hey, I'm just saying. Number six, you got the Celtics. Jason Tatum and Mr. Brown. I mean, the Celtics have all the talent in the world, and they've had all the talent in the world for probably the last seven years. They are devoid of a leader. I mean, I like Udoka as the coach. Brad Stevens going upstairs was the worst move there. Did they not learn anything? Did they not learn anything? This guy didn't. They should have been in the Eastern Conference Finals at least three times. They should have been to the Finals at least twice. But you got the guy in the This This job's been way over his head. But like I keep telling him, go get IT. Take the pressure off of Tatum so he can do his thing. You go get IT, somebody to handle the ball, and you got two bona fide killers on the wings, it will be a problem. But that's too much like right. So Celtics are not going anywhere. Number seven, the Raptors. They've been too, too up and down this year. Uh, Fred Van Vliet, Van, Van Vliet supposed to be the starter team, but they really haven't done anything without Siakam. Siakam's back in the fold. He's doing his thing. 
But I think maybe next year they make a real run at it with uh, Scotty Barnes, the super rookie. I think they'll make a, a, a better run at it next year. Then finally, the Nets are number eight. Kyrie not playing. Uh, KD just came back. And I can say a whole bunch of things of why they're going to win or why they're not going to win. But I just got one thing to say for all you NBA fans, Eastern Conference, Western Conference. And, yeah, I'm a Kevin Durant fan, but I'm just telling you so you will know. So you can say I didn't tell you. The Reaper is coming. Let's go to the Western Conference. Phoenix Suns occupying the number one spot. And I keep telling people it's not all about Chris Paul. Uh Devin Booker was on the rise before Chris Paul got there. They were winning games before Chris Paul got there. They're not one-trick ponies. So they're going to be a tough out regardless, especially if they slow you down and make you play half court. Uh, everybody knows their role, and it's not going to be an easy out, and it wouldn't surprise me if they got to the finals. But, yeah, then again, it would because, like I said, Chris Paul is known to be broke down. He's broke down right now. So I like Monty. Shout-out to Monty Williams from DMV. But, nah. But they're occupying the top spot right now. Number two, you got the Warriors. Steph, like I said, they haven't figured out this bench thing yet. They've also been up and down. Okay, Steph was the early MVP guy. Now he's playing sporadic. Like I said, if the Warriors go to the championship, it's going to be because of Steph Curry. If they don't go to the championship, it's going to be because of Steph Curry. Put that in your peace pipe and smoke it. Yeah, I said it. Number three, you got the Grizzlies. Only one thing to say. Ja Morant. Moving on to number four. The Jazz, like the Bucks in the Eastern Conference, I think the Jazz are just, you know, they're just coasting right now. I think they peaked too early last year, and this year they're kind of sitting back like, yeah, we're going to take our time. And it's kind of, they're kind of being sneaky about it. And like I said, I think they're going to be a real problem come playoff time. It doesn't matter what the bracket is. Think they're gonna be a problem. I don't think they'll get over the hump with just Donovan Mitchell as the star, as the sole star. But hey, the window's closing. They gotta see what they can do this year. Number five, the Mavs. Luca had a taste of humble pie, and he liked it because he's been quiet all year. And like I said, when he said that crap he said last year, every player in the NBA took notice. So we went into that crybaby thing. He got Porzingis traded. Get, you're not getting Jason Kidd traded, guy. You're going to either ball out or get out of town. It's that simple. And you're under contract, and they're not trading you. So, hey, I don't think Luke and the guys are going to do anything because they're going to make it his, their personal business to get them up out of there, especially if they play the Jazz first. They're, going, they, they're getting waxed. That's all I'm saying. Number six, the Nuggets. The Nuggets, to me, the window's closed. Porter Jr., I trade him. Uh, he's injury-prone. And uh, is Mary going to ever come back? It's been almost two years. Like, I mean, what did he do? I just thought it was a regular knee injury. He's he's out of there. Joker can't. I mean, like I said, Joker keeps him relevant, but they're not going to do anything with just him. Then number seven, you got the T-Wolves. The young boys. The young bulls. Cats trying to lead them. But <laughs> next year, this is going to be Anthony Edwards' team. I don't really see him making any noise. Too sporadic. They might get one one game out of a, out of a series. Uh, we've seen this movie before when they had Andrew Wiggins and Zach Levine. Not going anywhere. And finally, you got the Clippers in the eighth spot. Now, this is the thing. The Clippers, no Paul George, no Kawhi Leonard, 
and they're still in the eighth spot. But they keep saying Ty Lue can't coach. Wow. Imagine that. They threw Reggie Jackson to the scrap heap. He's been keeping them afloat. Him and the, and the Duke got the uh, canard from Duke. And uh, Terrence Mann, both ACC players. I'm just saying, who would have ever thought? Paul George on the way back. Let's see what happens. And we're going, like I said, when the NBA season started, I said, it's going to be about the Lakers all year long, whether they're winning or losing. They're in a nice spot right now. They're one game out of missing the, the play-in. It's going to get ugly real soon. But I'm giving you your, your NBA uh, rundown so you'll know what to say and how to say it. With that, we're going to get on out of here. I think I've wasted enough of your time. I'll give a couple of shout-outs. I'm going to give a shout-out to my high school, Washington High School. They're in the playoffs tonight. Good luck, fellas. I'm still a little perturbed about that dark blue, Columbia blue and gold, baby. Columbia blue and gold, but I'm with you. Let's get a win. Also, shout-out to Eisenhower High School, my team that I support here in Houston. Uh, they got knocked out in the first round of the playoffs, but that's okay. We were undermanned. We still made it to the playoffs. Uh, Shout-out to D.C. Davion Curry, remember the name. He's going to be a star in some college next year, the year after next. Moving on, also, shout-out to Westfield High School. Uh, my nephew, Dutch, they uh, went out in the second round. Beware the name. D'Artagnan, Raspberry, Junior. It's my nephew. He's going to be a star somewhere in some major college in the next couple of years. But you heard it here first. Shout out to Westfield Mustangs. Good season. Uh, also like to give a shout out to uh, Mervin Burrell, a.k.a. Smiley, Smiley Burrell from my neighborhood. He's been like an uncle to me my whole life. I heard he's not feeling well. Uh, prayers going up to you and the whole family. Uh, CC, JR, Miss Carolyn. Uh, if you see him, give him a hug. Like I said, this guy's been an uncle to me my whole life. So I, I hope he, he hope he gets better. Also, shout out to my cousin Marvin Carter. That's my dude. And my cousin Jacob Plummer. Hey, hey, shout out to you just for being you. That's it from your boy OG. I had to get back in here, let y'all know Tilt's still live and kicking. As always, it's your boy OG, and I'm O-U-T.